You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Afi Tuaoi joining us again from Wynyard. Welcome, Afi. Morning, Jason. How are you going this morning? I'm very well. It's nice to have uh, a little bit of blue sky, although there are some clouds around as well. But uh, we've had a lot of rain. Did you get a lot of rain last week up in uh, the northwest? We did. Apparently we got over 200 mils here. And um, so not only it's nice and green, but um, we had a bit of a, a water burst pipe in town. So we lost a bit of water, which is quite a, ironic with all the While rain. While still it was raining, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. yeah. Interesting. Well, I know they had floods uh, a little bit further down the coast from you in uh, they did. La Trobe and Delrain through that mm. area. So it was uh, a lot of rain around. Um, after you were away last week during all this flooding, you were over in Melbourne, I, I believe. I was. I, I um, took annual leave a week um, because of the school holidays, and so I promised the kids that I would do something with them. And so my oldest daughter actually went to the twin camp, and so I took the two younger ones um, oh, yeah. to Melbourne to see my parents, their grandparents, and so we had a lovely time with family. And um, I enjoyed the relaxing time actually, and um, but we were able to get out and do a few things with the kids. And you didn't get and flooded where you were there, because I know there no, were, I know yeah. there were a lot of floods over in Victoria as well. They 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 did have too, but um, no, we it rained a little bit, but uh, most of the time we were there it was um, nice and sunny, and we were able to get up, play basketball. And a few outdoor activities with the kids, so it was good. That's great. That's great. Afi, I'm just going to take this opportunity to promote a program that we're going to be running down in Hobart here, in the Hobart area. So, unfortunately for all your listeners who are not in Tasmania, not in Hobart, this uh, doesn't apply, but for those who are around this area... Uh, tune in. We've got a program coming up called Lifestyle Medicine, Eating for Good Health. This is starting on the 27th of October. It's a four-week program once a week for about an hour and a half. And it's about it's a, a presentation and a demonstration and also a tasting of food. So over four weeks, you can discover how lifestyle and food choices have a significant impact on health. And you can learn a, a, how a whole food plant-based diet can help improve your health, reduce the risk of chronic disease, increase life expectancy and help with weight management. Now, this is going to be presented by one of our presenters uh, on Faith FM here, Libby Herganen, and uh, she has done a graduate certificate in human nutrition and a certificate in uh, community health education presenting and of course she's got a family of six that she feeds on the same principles with a plant-based diet and she loves uh, to study and uh, present information and also to you know do these demonstrations on um, how to prepare excellent food so I'm looking forward to that if you want to know more information about that text in the code eat well 22 that's eat well no spaces Two two to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and uh, you'll get a message back to give you more information and where to book if you are interested in. 
coming along to this great event. So don't miss out. I'm planning on going myself. So I'm sure, uh, Arfie, if you were down in the south, you might think about going to that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> definitely. I, I was just thinking that's a great program. And um, I was just thinking who was um, presenting. I would love to have them come up and um, do the same program well, up north here. <clears throat> you'll have to talk to uh, Libby and Rick and see whether they can come up and do something. So Yeah, no, yeah. it'd be great. So, uh, yeah, do text in. That's uh, 27th of October is the first date, and uh, you can book up to about a day before that. So bookings are essential for that. Um, would you like to give us a bit of a review of, of where we came from, Afi, uh, before we get into our main study today? Yeah, so we had um, been looking at the book of Isaiah, and um, last week we, we uh, were looking through chapters 4 to 7, and I... Uh, for our audience listeners, I, I made the point that going through these final chapters from chapter 4 to 14, they deal with judgment and sin. And um, this is where Hosea has been taking the children of Israel on their journey and revealing that judgment is coming, Where there's, why, they, why judgment has, is coming because of their rejection of God, the, sin they've, the sins they've committed. But also in there, these chapters, there's also redemption as well. Mm. And we looked at last week, um, namely the problem with the priesthood, and they failed to give people knowledge, um, the people whom God had given them to teach, and they were destroyed by the lack of knowledge in those chapters that we looked at, and namely that of the law of God. And then point two there, Hosea emphasizes that the people have to take responsibility too, so it's not just the priesthood, mm. but the people as well. Uh, through those chapters and God brings three charges against Israel and the northern kingdom and the three things that they are missing or they have lacked within their journey and relationship with God and those three th- three things were faithfulness, love and an acknowledgement of God. So the thing we looked at last week was why do, why also oh, the week before why God doesn't give why doesn't God give up on Israel or us today? And we uh, briefly looked at Hosea chapter 11, verses 8 and 9, where he says, How shall I give up, give thee up, Ephraim? How shall I cast thee off, Israel? How shall I make thee as Adma? How shall I set thee as Zebulun? My heart is turned within me, my compassions are kindled together. I will not execute the fierceness of mine anger, I will not return to destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not man, the Holy One in the midst of thee, and I will not come in terror. And there you have the redemption of God's heart. And that's why this is not to say Israel or the north wouldn't face their judgment that was to come to them by the Assyrians in 722 BC, as we know, but it shows God's mercy that he's not willing to give up on them totally and he's not willing to give up on us totally as well. Mm, Okay, well, that's a very quick summary of last week's episode. If you want to go back and have a listen to the whole thing, you can do that using the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au. There's a listen menu and you can go to programs and podcasts and you can find our Tassie Encounters programs and listen to them again there or you can download the faith fm app from the faith fm web uh, from the app stores that's the google app store or the apple app store download the faith fm australia app and again you can listen you can browse our programs and find all of our past episodes there um afi today we're going to be continuing on i believe with chapter eight um before we do that would we like to pray before we get going Sounds good. Let's have a word of prayer. Sure. 
Father, we humbly ask once again that thy spirit will move and continue to allow us to see your word, see you for being our God and friend, our Saviour. May you bless us now, please, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, Jason, we're going to be looking at chapter 8 today, and uh, the key verse you have there within the chapter is actually the last verse of the chapter, verse 14. Would you like to read that for us, please? Yeah, it says, For Israel has forgotten his maker and has built temples. Judah also has multiplied fortified cities, but I will send fire upon his cities, and I shall devour his palaces. Hmm. Beautiful verse. So the last verse of Isaiah of this chapter, as I said, it really sort of summarizes the chapter and serves as the central truth throughout this chapter. As verse 14 says, as you read, for Israel has forgotten his maker. Mm. And the word forgot there in the Hebrew means to mislaid. So Israel has mislaid his maker or mislaid Yahweh. So Jason, just a question there um, for us to sort of have a little bit of discussion. What does it mean to you that Israel has forgotten his maker in, in this verse? I think um, my understanding uh, when you read the Old Testament, Israel repeatedly went astray from, you know, the 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 true um, religion, the, the true people that God wanted them to be. And uh, they got... Uh, interested in other nations, other religious practices, and in, in this case, I think um, uh, northern Israel had a had a practice of uh, worshiping the idols of bulls or calves, which had come from other other nations around them. And so, I think they hadn't totally forgotten God; they just were misplaced in the way that they were uh, honoring God, or worshiping God, or following God. Is that fair enough? Yeah, no, that's that's a good good uh, point you're making there, Jason. Because um, a, as you said, they they were interested in other nations and their practices, mm. and so when when Hosea says to, to Israel, the judgment that was coming is because they have forgotten God. It wasn't like you know I would say today, you know, oh, you know, I, it's sort of becoming a bit of a habit for me now that I've I've forgotten why I put my phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and I always say to my wife, I say, Oh yeah, I forgot why I put my phone. So it's not like that I've forgotten my phone, that I have mislaid my phone. Because mm. I, I know my phone exists. It's just that I don't have it in my hand. It's become out of sight, out of mind. And that's, like you were saying, this is what happened to Israel. They were interested. They knew God was there, but they were more interested in the other nations and their practices. Mm. And uh, and this is why this judgment was coming to them. Mm. And how do you think that applies to us today, Jason? Well, I think um, oh, to, for us today, I guess there's two different groups of people Um that you might uh, look at. One is, uh, you know, Christians who perhaps have forgotten God's uh, true way of, of following Him, uh, and have got distracted with worldly things and other other traditions and other uh, practices. But I guess the other thing is, um, many have also made new gods, um, mm. and it reminds me of uh, in Second Peter chapter three. It says that. Uh, 
uh, verse 5, it says, They deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command and that he brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water. I think uh, man-made ideas like um, evolution and Marxism and secularism and atheism and and even uh, the ideologies of, of climate change and you know mm. climate disasters, we can worship these things and put them above our true belief in God and practice of uh, a relationship with God. Yeah, definitely, Jess. And it comes down to, you know, trusting in God and with all these other theories and philosophies that are going around today, as you just mentioned. Mm. It's easy to, to put our focus on that and what is the answer to that and rather seeing who God is, who has the answer for us. Mm. And, and that, that's what was happening to Israel. Their focus had changed, yet they knew God was there. And we, we talked about that um, in previous chapters as well. Uh, I think we come to a break, Jason. Yes, we need to go to a break. And uh, as we go to this break, we've got a question for you. Do we need to speak of a judgment to people today? Why or why not? We'd love to hear from you. Do we need to speak of a judgment to people today? Let us know your answer. 0488880891. This is Remember Me by Ginny Owens and Mark Schultz. Remember me in a Bible cracked and faded by the year. Remember me in a sanctuary filled with silent prayer.
You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Afi Tuaoi and we're studying Hosea chapter 8 primarily today. Before the break, we did ask you a question. Do we need to speak to people about a judgment? Uh, why or why not? Text us in your answer, 0488880891. I know uh, people will have different opinions on this, so we'd love to hear from you today. Um, is it important that we speak of a judgment or do we just keep quiet on that? We know certainly the Bible talks about a judgment and uh, and this is sort of uh, the key topic of what we're talking about today. And before the break, Afi, you asked me a question about, um, or we, we talked about how Israel had forgotten God and how, mm. how does this apply to us today? And uh, I was just saying that it's very easy for us to forget God with all sorts of new ideas. Uh, we've we've got things like evolution and all sorts of new ideologies. Uh, Marxism, I know that's not new for some, but it's been around, you know, relatively new in the grand scheme of history. Mm. Um, we have, uh, you know, um, almost new religious um, ways of approaching things like the climate, climate change and things like that. So, um, and I, I mentioned this verse from Second uh, Peter chapter 3, Second Peter chapter 3, but I, I didn't read a couple of verses, which I think it is important, and I'll do that now. Yes, okay. It says uh, in Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 3, it says, Most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, What happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. They deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago, by the word of his command, and he brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water. I think uh, that's interesting, isn't it? In another passage in, I think, Romans chapter 1, it says it's obvious, you know, when you look around you, it's obvious that we have a creator. But that's we, right. But we've deliberately forgotten who, who yeah. God is, mm. and uh, we don't acknowledge him, and we like to come up and think of all of our own ideas and, and make them... Um, greater than or more important. important. Or, yeah. yeah. And I think this is a way that in modern times we we forget about God. Oh, most definitely, Jason. And one of the you know, key words that you brought out in that text in, in First Peter is that we deliberately forget. Mm. And this is what Israel was doing, and that they deliberately forgot that, and that is the word there is mislaid, misplaced God. Mm. And um, as we looked at before in previous studies on, on the book of Hosea, you know, it's syncretism. You know, it's the, it's the blending of loyalties to several gods. Mm. And without knowing, you know, we do that today. Mm. And that's why the book of Hosea is there to remind us. Mm. You know, we, we, we know that God exists, but he, then we sometimes put him out of sight and out of mind. And he doesn't have a, you know, a current importance in our life right now till something drastic happens in our lives. And then what do we do? We then turn back to God. Mm. And, and God is always wanting us to be drawn to him as the answer. And I guess even in our own um, religious practices, we can replace God with the, with the rituals and the, uh, you know, the importance of of what we're doing, we can make that a God rather than our relationship with him. You know, even within the church, we can make other gods uh, of of uh, what we're doing rather than actually having a genuine relationship with him. 
Yeah, exactly, Jason. I mean, um, we last quarter we had the communion service, mm. and um, my my daughter um, said to me she um, heard not where we were worshiping that Sabbath, but it, in one of the other churches that I look after, and she said to me that. Um, maybe the communion service needs to be explained for the children mm. why we, we practice this ritual. Mm. Because we do it, yet you know, the children don't understand why. Mm. And so it and just becomes a, a practice. Exactly. A, a yeah, tradition. exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, you know, Jason, you know, why, you know, verse 14 came becomes the key of this chapter. They've forgotten God. They misplaced God. And then that's why in verses 1 to 3 on the beginning of chapter 8, uh, you would like to read that for us, please. Yeah, it says, uh, Set the trumpet to your mouth. He shall come like an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. Israel re- will cry to me, My God, we know you. Israel has rejected the good. The enemy will pursue him. So they're claiming to know him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I I sort of laugh a bit, but, you know, then I think to myself, man, how how many times have I done that? Mm. I say to God, I know you. Mm. And I love how, you know, the chapter begins there. If we have misplaced or forgotten God, God, this is where the redemption comes in, because the verse begins of that chapter, there's a sound of a trumpet. Mm. And the blast of that trumpet is to alert people to the danger. Mm. An enemy is about to come like an eagle against their house, the house of the Lord. And the eagle is a metaphor, as we know, of swiftness, of dangerous ferocity and majestic superiority, trying to take us away from God. Mm. And the reason for that attack is clearly stated. You know, as we've talked about before, Israel has transgressed Yahweh's covenant that in First Kings chapter 19 verses 10 and 14, and they rebelled against his law. And so in the covenant, Yahweh elected Israel to be his people and chose to be their God. The law was given as a gracious gift to guide the people in this covenant relationship with Yahweh, with God. His absolute authority over his people was established and maintained by both the covenant and the law. For God's people to, tra- to transgress this, the covenant, they was, the, you know, they were stepping over the boundary line drawn by the call of an ultimate obedience to Yahweh and give that obedience, and they were given that obedience to another God. Mm. So, you know, Jason, sometimes we simply neglect to do what keeps, uh, you know, alive the vital relationship we have with God. And that's the undergirding point of this study of Hosea is a relationship with God. And why we need a trumpet blast to sound a revival and a renewal in our lives every day. Mm. So, Jason, you know, as we've looked at this, these just these few verses uh, in verse one, there to set the trumpet to your mouth. Do you think it can be like an assignment to provide a basis for renewal or revival on how we may misplace God? I I think uh, it certainly um, does. Uh, give us a challenge. I think the to set the trumpet. It, it, to me, it's a it's a loud call. You know, a trumpet. It makes a, mm. a big sound, and it reminds me of uh, even the imagery in the New Testament, where in Christ's return, it's going to be preceded by the trumpets. You know, yes, um, yeah, and 
in Revelation 14, we've got the three angels' messages, and, and that doesn't mention trumpets there, but it says, I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel mm. to preach to the, uh, to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, you know, it's not a quiet voice, it's a loud voice, yeah. fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and springs of water. To me, that's a call. That's a very strong call for us to yeah. turn back to God, worship Him genuinely, um, fear Him not in not in the context of of being afraid, of but of, yeah. uh, but of love and respect. Mm. And uh, I think that's a, a big call to us today. Yeah, bringing that verse, and Jason, you you're becoming an evangelist. Bringing <laughs> oh, a verse sorry. like that, <laughs> it just <laughs> but, reminds me. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, but it's so true, and and that's what you know. Like you just said, it reminds you. You mm-hmm. know that the blast, the trumpet sound, is to remind us. Mm. And that verse you brought in so beautifully is about a relationship. That's what God is calling us back to. It, it is, is that the, real? It's the gospel that he's he's talking about. The yeah. first angel we sometimes skip over that, but the first angel is about the gospel of God. Yeah, yeah. And so, if we're to have this sort of renewal and revival with Him every day, you know, who would you begin, you know, a revival with? Well, I think we have to start with ourselves. If we're not uh, genuinely revived ourselves, how can we share that with anyone else? We we must start with ourselves. I think. Yeah, definitely. But definitely, Jace, because sometimes, you know, we think of a revival and we think of, all right, you know, on my church, we, we need to, you know, change how we do worship. We, we need to restruct how we do church. Mm. But revival simply what God is asking for here through the book of Isaiah. It does begin with us. Mm. And if we can begin with us and, and see, and see who God is truly. Not misplacing them, not having other distractions or, or, or other practices from other nations or, or in our time today to come in place of who God is, but putting God in his true place in our lives. Mm. That's where revival begins. And of course, uh, once we, we have that revival, we are going to, uh, want to share that with others around us. We're going to want to, um, you know, get others involved in that revival. I guess it's not just for ourselves; it's it's uh, for exactly. a wider group of people yeah. as well. But we've got to start with ourselves, otherwise, uh, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, we've uh, got to go to another break. But uh, our question today was: um, sorry, our question was: Do we need to speak of a judgment to people today? Why or why not? Text us in your answer on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This uh, beautiful song is Kaylee Reed with Come Unto Christ. He's the one who healed the leper and who brought the dead to life. He's the one who fed the hungry and gave the blind their sight. He's the one who walked on water, then he brought them safe to shore. And if ever you may need him, he's the one you're looking for. So let him in, and he will take away your pain once you feel his love. 
made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith FM and uh, this morning we've been talking with Afi Tuaoi on the topic of Hosea chapter 8 and uh, we've really been discussing this call to revival um, that Hosea uh, chapter 8 talks about and we discuss the need that we need to really start with us. We can't expect revival if we're not revived within ourselves. And that really is to do with our own relationship with God and coming back to a genuine and true and pure relationship with God. Um, so, Afi, we're going to go on and uh, study some more. But is there anything more you'd like to say about that just before we do go on to Ephesians chapter 2? Yeah, so just like what you were saying before, Jason, you know, it's it's recognizing who God is in our lives and recognizing that He is, you know, you know, pointing out to us where we have gone wrong mm. in our relationship with Him. That's where the revival begins. Mm. And it's just, you know, simple steps and sometimes we, we can, you know, think think of revival or renewal, you know, we have there's something major we have to do. But you know, coming to God is just a simple, mm. simple thing of just recognizing who we are and who He is in our lives, and then going from there. Mm. I know there's a lot more to it, but the, you know, starting—that's where we need to start. Is yeah. the point we're making. Mm. Well, let's let's keep going with our Ephesians chapter two. We're jumping into the New Testament now, and uh, we're going to have a look at how that applies to us and how we can learn from both the uh, Hosea ideas and what we're going to learn here. Yeah, and this is coming from as we go into Ephesians chapter 2 because it comes from from the verses we've read through chapter 8 of Hosea. You know, you said before in verse 2 there, they say, we, you know, my God, we know you. Yes, yeah. So how then do we know God? How is it that we can have that, you know, that revitalizing relationship with him and you know i'd like to bring out chapter 2 ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to 10 that i believe can help us and jason you would like to read those verses for us please uh so we'll go from 1 to right through to verse 10 uh and in the new king james version this is titled by grace through faith And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others." 
But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. These uh, are some of my favourite passages uh, in the New Testament. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a great passage there, Jason. You know, and I, I see, I summarise it as the story of salvation. Mm. These passages, and and the reason being, and the point we're making here in this passage is, how do we continue a renewal or revival with God and a covenant relationship with Him? Mm. And we made the point as recognizing firstly who we are and recognizing who God is in our lives and, and it's interesting in verse 3 there it says you know um, and we're by nature children of wrath mm. or wrath mm. as some people say it mm. so it's Paul is therefore bringing out the nature or the children you know the nature we're by nature children of wrath what is if we look at from verses 1 to 3 Jason what is then the the nature there of human beings that that Paul is bringing out there? I think it means that uh, we have a sinful nature. We want to follow after the things of the world and uh, of ultimately Satan. I think that's um, since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. I think we've had this um, built-in desire to follow our own. Um, our own ideas and our own thoughts and our own actions. And uh, I think that's sort of rebellious against God. Yeah. So you brought out the points, some of the points, the characteristics that you have there from in verses 1 to 3, you brought out um, the sinful nature. Mm-hmm. We follow the prince of the air. You know, we have a rebellious nature. Mm. Uh, if you look at verses 1 to 3 again or 2 to 3, what other um Words that come out from those verses that sort of bring out this sort of, you know, this sinful nature that Paul's talking about. Um, I can see here uh, we've got the according to we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince yep. of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we were all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh. Okay. Um, I'm 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 not sure if there's something particularly that you're getting at that I'm missing, but <laughs> yeah, sorry, enlighten Jason. me. <laughs> yeah, no. As you point, pointed out, the characteristics that we have there. Uh, so we're sons of disobedience. That you point that the verse is saying there in verse two. Um, we follow the desires of the flesh. There's mm. another one that that Paul brings out there. The, mm. the sinful nature that he's talking about in verse three. Um, as you pointed out, you know, we once walked according to the, uh, according to the prince of the power of the air, as you pointed out before. So you have a list there when you go through the characteristics of what this nature is. Mm. It's a sinful nature, a rebellious nature. We follow the prince of the air, talking about Satan. You know, we're, um, sons of disobedience 
and we follow the desires or the lusts of the flesh. When you look at that list of that nature, Jason, what does it bring to you? To what you know, what what comes to mind when you look at that list? What does it say about our nature of who we are? I think we, our nature of who we are, um, ultimately, we're, we're descendants of of Adam and Eve who have fallen. So without God, without God, we are lost. We are hopeless. Yeah, I love what you just said there. You know, we we are we we're hopeless. Mm. We have, you know, when you look at the list that Paul just brings out there, we have a hopeless condition. Mm. We are lost. And if we're lost then, you know, we're in need then of saving. Mm. And that's where verse 4 comes in. (laughs) Exactly right. Verse 4, you want to read verse 4 for us again, Jason? But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love and which in with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Amen. And, mm. I love that. Yeah. And, and that, you know, verse four just really emphasizes, emphasizes God's love and his redeem, redemption and his redeeming love for us. Because you look at the picture of Paul's painting, our, our, you know, of our nature there, verses one to three. It's hopeless. We're lost. And if we're in that condition, and this is where Israel was in the book of Hosea. They're, they're, they're in a hopeless condition. The trumpet is sounding. And God is saying there, as you, as you said in verse 4, God is rich in mercy for his great love, which he loved us. Mm. You know, in verse 4 there, is there anything that we have done that we deserve God's mercy or his love? Not according to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Because the previous verses outlined our hopeless condition. Mm. We've we've done nothing that deserve his mercy or his love. Mm. We'll continue on, Jason, when we come back from the break. We will. Um, but right now we've got a book offer, um, and it's called Investigating the Judgment. Now, um, we've been talking a little bit about judgment uh, today, and uh, the Bible talks a lot about judgment. And this uh, book, it's a revolutionary look at God's total fairness and relentless effort to save us. It's by John Anderson, Investigating the Judgment. This book is the culmination of 20 years of study. The author delves into Jewish traditions of Yom Kippur and analyzes the meaning of this word, I think it's Sadak, which uh, means cleansed, which uh, is talked about in Daniel uh, chapter 8. And uh, by tracing its use in dozens of passages, he examines an ac- uh, accounts of divine retribution from Genesis to Revelation and finds that God follows consistent patterns in the process, inviting his creatures to investigate before he executes judgment. So this is really calling uh, a study on how God calls us to uh, understand how he is really true and fair and loving and merciful and this is very much related to our study today so uh, right now this is uh, Carly Fletcher this song's called Choose Life we all have a choice to make and uh, this song talks about it each new day God gives you a choice to make Blessing or cursing Life or death It's in your hands 
The choice is yours to make. So what will you choose today? Therefore, choose life that you and your descendants may live. Will you love the Lord your God and obey His voice? For God is your life and the length of your days. So what will you choose? Will you choose life? Life or death, blessing or cursing, the choice is in your hands. How will you choose to live? And so this day, I have a choice to make. Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with Afi Tuaoi and finishing our program today where we've looked at Hosea chapter 8. And uh, we mentioned our book giveaway today. It's called Investigating the Judgment, and it's a revolutionary look at God's total fairness and relentless effort to save us by John Anderson. Text us in the code for today. The code is ENCOUNTER29. That's one word, no spaces, ENCOUNTER29. Text that into 0488-880-891. Now, we were going on in our study today of Ephesians chapter 2, and uh, we just read uh, verse 4 to 6 again. Really, I guess, understanding the character of God. Is that right? So, you know, our nature within ourselves, we are sinful. We have, we have always been sinful. We've been born into sin. Mm. But now we're starting to look at who God is and what his, um, nature is. 
Yeah, and, and so as you point out, Jason, you know, we have a hopeless condition. We are lost. That's what Paul is painting here in, in those three first three verses. And, and the question, the viewer question that you pointed out, do we need to speak of judgment to people today? Mm. And, and as you and I have talked about on you know off air, Jason, it's not essentially the doctrine of the judgment as we would know uh, in the church today. But this is the judgment that Paul's talking about here is that through the book of Hosea as well, and, and Paul is saying is that this is our nature. If, if our nature is lost and our, our, our nature is, you know, we have a hopeless condition, then what? how are we to be saved? Mm. And that's how we talk, you know, how we can talk judgment to people without even talking about the doctrine of judgment. Mm. Is that saying, or if we are lost, then how can we be saved? And this is what we'll see through verses, you know, four to, um, to nine. And, you know, if we looked at then the nature of man, what is God's nature then do you have from verses four to nine? What, what, what some of the characteristics do you see, Jason, from verses four to nine that bring out who God is and, his nature there. We've got things like uh, rich in mercy, great in love. <laughs> um, yeah. He has raised us up together with Christ. So um, I guess he's faithful in his promises, uh, his kindness towards us. These are some of the things that uh, it's mentioned here. Oh, have I missed something? <laughs> no, you know, uh, grace is probably another one. Oh, yes. You and I have talked yeah. about it off yeah. air. Um, but beautifully put, Jason. I mean, exactly. And this is where God's nature, his, re- his redemption comes in through his character through these verses. And why I say, you know, it's the story of salvation that we have here in these verses. Because now we see God's redemption. And this is what he was doing for Israel through chapter 8 because as I mentioned before from verses 4 chapter 4 to 14 the final chapters of the book of Isaiah it's about God's judgment and revealing the sin to the people mm. but in there there's also his redeeming love and here in these characteristics of God's nature you know sometimes I ask people you know how 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 are we saved and the usual reply that people, the answer people, um, you know, give me when I ask the question, how are we saved? They say, we are saved by faith. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, really? But you look at verses eight, Jason. And what does verse eight say? For by grace you have been saved through faith. Okay. And so the formula then is grace. Grace. Mm. So where did, where, when does faith come in? After the grace, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's the that's that's the formula. Mm. We are saved by God's grace. Mm. And as you were about to finish off the verse, sorry, and I cut you off, and it says, "And you know, not of yourselves. Yes. It is the gift of God, yeah, not by works." Yeah, I love the New Living Translation of that one that says, "Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so no one can boast about it." <laughs> yeah, beautifully. Yeah. Because And this is the covenant relationship that God is looking for. We have a hopeless condition. When we recognize that, when we know that we are hopeless and sinful, rebellious mm. towards him, we follow the prince of the air. In other words, we're willing, as we talked about, you know, these philosophies and theories that you talked about before, we're willing to follow that. 
find answers to what's happening in the world today, yet we have a God who's given us the answers, who knows what is to come. God has revealed that to us through the Bible, and we only need to trust him in that. And when we do so, that's when the renewal and revival happens. Mm. And we can tell people about the judgment without talking about the doctrine of judgment. Because if we're in a lost condition, how are you and I to be saved? Mm. And I, I just want to bring in a verse from First uh, John chapter 1. Here. Yeah. At verse 8 and 9, it says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So part of that process, I guess, is acknowledging the fact that we're not perfect. um, Because if we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves. But uh, to acknowledge that we are not perfect and we need God and we need to come to him and ask for forgiveness for those sins. So we, we are not hopeless because God has provided a way and he's faithful to forgive us. That's what it says here. Yeah, beautiful, Jason. Mm. And just on verse 10 there, as you finished off reading before, see, verse 10 summarizes it all when we come and have that relationship with God. Mm. Uh, You want to read verse 10 for us again, Jason, please? This is in uh, Ephesians, verse 10. uh, Chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. So you contrast that verse 10 to that of verse 1. Verse 1 of chapter 2, it says, Yeah, he, and he made you alive because you were dead. Yeah. You, you and I are dead in trespasses and sins. But when we have that relationship with God, what does God do? Verse 10, he says, we now therefore become his workmanship. Mm. He works with us. He molds us. He reshapes us. He forgives us and redeems us because of his love. And he's created us in Christ Jesus for good, good works. works. Yeah. yeah. So good works comes after God does the work within us. And what are those good works? Well, you and I talked about it off air. Mm. It's keeping the commandments of God. Mm. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Why we keep the Sabbath? Why we give our tithes and offerings? Mm. Because it comes out of those good works of what God has done firstly Mm. in us, and we recognize who he is. Mm. And and summarizing, Jason, today, in the previous chapters we've looked at, you know, the lack of knowledge from the priesthood and the people and acknowledging who God is. And today's study, you know, they forgot their maker. They've misplaced them. Syncretism, the loyalties to other gods, putting other things in place instead of putting God first and having that relationship with him. And then by doing so, we have that revival and that renewal. And by having that revival and renewal, we recognize who God is in our lives putting him first, putting self aside and allowing God to make that creation within us every day. That's the message of Isaiah that he's bringing out. Judgment is coming, Mm. but it's coming because we don't have a relationship with God. Mm. And that's what God is looking for for you and I today. Absolutely. We've got to go. We're just about out of time. Next week we'll have Mark Falconer on this program and he's going to be talking about is Jesus really serious about conquering Babylon? This uh, is Which Way Will You Choose by the Forbes family. Have a great day. As the world becomes entwined in the lies from Satan's mind 
A leader will arise to take the reins Saying love will bring us peace If you put your hope in me Pronounce the name of Jesus or be slain Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You got everything to gain You got everything to lose As the masses take his mark, leave a lie to chill their hearts. They'll know the time has come, seal of faith. Those who cling to the cross will refuse and pay the cost. As God redeems his own from the sea of hate. Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You got everything to gain. You got everything You got everything to gain, you got everything to 